If you have managed to recruit an amazing set of advisors for your startup, the question is, are you getting value from them? Now, if you don't have an amazing set of advisors yet, I suggest you go watch this video first on how to recruit an amazing advisory board. But my experience of being an advisor is that most founders fail to use me in ways that they should. I will go months between getting phone calls from them and then they're just kind of giving me data dumps and not allowing me to contribute in the way I signed up to and in the way they're compensating me to do. So today I want to walk through some of the ways in which you can better leverage your advisors and advisory board and some step-by-step -step processes for making that interaction more effective. Greetings, founders. Welcome to Feel the Boot, the science of startups. I'm your host, Lance Cottrell, and I'm here to help you along the arduous journey and vertical learning curve you're going to encounter as a new founder. I know what it's like, I've been there myself, and I have helped countless other founders along their journeys. And how I help them is exactly what this episode's about. I know that working with your advisors can feel like a distraction sometimes. You're down in the weeds trying to build your business and executing on your plan, and then you've got to stop and talk to someone else who's going to ask you all kinds of questions. It feels like a distraction. But that kind of begs the question, why do you have these advisors in the first place if you don't intend to make good use of them? They're far more than a set of pretty faces that you can put on your slide decks. They are a huge well of experience and relationships and knowledge and ideas that you should be tapping as much as you can. Spend some time thinking about the kind of value your advisors can provide to you and the company. And if you think about one of your advisors and you can't conceive of how they're going to add substantial value, at least enough to make it worth your time to take an hour out of your day to talk to them once every month or couple of weeks, then maybe this is not the right advisor for you and you should be looking to recruit someone else. I like to think of calls with advisors as being a forcing function. It requires you to get out of the day-to-day -day execution rut and think strategically. Set out some time where you can really pay attention to working on the business, not just in the business. And I actually did an entire episode just on that kind of time management to make space for strategic thinking. I'll put up a card and a link down in the description. The most important thing is to set up regularly scheduled contact with your advisors. So every week, couple weeks, certainly no less than once a month, you want to be reaching out to us and having a call. Now, the reason it should be no less than once a month is we're typically very distracted and busy people, and it's easy to lose track of what the business is doing and what issues you're facing right now. And so you can suddenly find yourself wasting most of the time trying to get us back up to speed enough to be able to be helpful to you. A day, or indeed a couple of days before each one of those calls, you should be sending out an agenda. Email us a list of the topics you want to cover and give some homework. If there's web pages you want to talk about or a slide deck you want to have reviewed, don't wait until the call to show it to us. Give it to us in advance so we have time to look at it and think about it. 
Because one of the problems with springing these things on us is all you're going to get from your advisors is that first top of mind reaction. You ask a question and the first thing we think of, we're going to tell you. But that may not be the best answer, and given some more time to cogitate on the question you're asking, we might be able to give you a much better answer. So giving this to us in advance allows us the opportunity to do that thinking. Additionally, writing that agenda forces you to think about what are the issues you want to cover? What are the big strategic problems that you're having? What are the blockers that the business is encountering that you're not easily able to work around? Those are the sort of things you want to be putting on the agenda. So that couple of days before, spend a few minutes thinking through that. One way to make this more efficient is to actually have an agenda template where you're spelling out all the different kinds of issues that you might want to talk about with us. So you might talk about fundraising and product development and marketing, strategy, hiring, HR issues. You could just list those as bullet points in your default template. And then when you're getting ready to send out the uh, agenda to us to talk you know, in a couple of days in advance, you can just put in what the issue is under each one of those and delete the ones that don't apply for that meeting. But that will help you. So you're not just staring at a blank sheet of paper every time you're trying to create the agenda. It's critical not to waste our precious minutes in those meetings giving status updates. I see this over and over again where I've got maybe a 45 minute call scheduled and the founder spends the first half hour of that just updating me on what they've accomplished since our last call, which leaves only about 15 minutes for me to provide any value to the founder uh, in response to those questions and the current situation of the company. So it's far better at the same time you're sending out the meeting agenda to send out a written update package that has all of that information in it. So I can review that in advance. And when we get to the meeting, we're spending 100% of our time focused on talking about issues and solving problems, not just giving me a data dump. One question that comes up fairly often is, given that you have a board of advisors, should you be having advisory board meetings? Should you have situations where some or all of your advisors are either in a room with you or all on the same Zoom, or is it better to interact individually? I think it really depends on the kind of advisors you have. But it is often valuable from time to time, in, instead of having, or in addition to having those one-on-one -on -one interactions, to have group interactions with your advisors where their experience and skill sets overlap to some extent. If you're gonna be talking about some issue and one of your advisors has literally no knowledge about that, then probably it's best not to include that in them. But as long as they can all contribute, it can be incredibly useful to be able to have them interact in real time. As one person has an idea, another person will either support it and say, yeah, they agree with that, or they may disagree. You'll see some debate over the correct way to handle something or how to predict an outcome. Uh, and you can learn almost as much from that kind of interaction as you did from the opinions themselves. And you'll often get new and better ideas as the board bounces things back and forth. So it's not a replacement for the one-on-one -on -one calls. And typically it's hard to schedule these people, but a couple of times a year, it can be incredibly valuable to set aside several hours to get the team together and really take advantage of the, the larger hive mind that you've developed. So the key is, 
remember that these people, your advisors, want to help you. That's why they came on as advisors to your company in the first place. But if you don't use them actively, unlike employees, they can't be contributing, right? The only way advisors can really contribute to your company is when you are actively engaging with them. And the more often you engage with them, the more up to speed they are and the better they will be able to help you in each one of those interactions. Thanks for watching this episode. I hope you found it interesting, and if you did, please give it a like. That tells YouTube that this is the kind of content you'd like to see more of, and it helps us get in front of more founders like you. If you've enjoyed a lot of episodes at Fill the Boot, I'd like you to go a step farther and please subscribe and ring that bell. Getting subscribers really helps tell YouTube that this is an interesting channel and gets us in front of a larger audience, and helping founders is the whole reason this channel exists. If you'd like to meet other founders who are interested in this kind of content, come over to the Feel the Boot Founders Alliance. I'll put a link down in the description. If you'd like to get one-on-one -on -one advising with me, I hold office hours every week, and you can get a link to my Calendly account by signing up for our newsletter, Bootprints, at feeltheboot.com. Again, link in the description. And until next time, ciao.